0: Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work.
1: Hello and welcome to another one of our talent talks with Robert Walters podcast recording on a not so sunny Friday morning where I'm actually coming to you from our head office in Covent Garden. Over the coming months we're going to be speaking with leaders across the Robert Walters UK leadership team along with industry guests discussing their career successes advice and also to get their quick take on what they're seeing in the market. I'm Dominic Horn. I manage the tech, media and telco team here at Robert Walters London and joining us today we have Deepa Shah. Deeper is an award-winning CFO, including the 2020 Technology CFO of the Year and the 2018 CFO of the Year from the Women of Finance Awards. Deeper trained and qualified in industry with Hall & Partners before she played an active role in their sale to advertising and media giant Omnicom. There, she continued progressing through to become CFO of the Asia-Pac and EMEA regions before further progressing in her career to become the UK CFO of Publicis Sapient, who are a well-known leader within the digital transformation and service industry, who are also part of the Publicis Group. Deepa, welcome. Good morning. How are you?
0: Hi, Dom. I'm really well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today.
1: Perfect. Yeah, me too. It's um, definitely a slightly different circumstance to what we would uh, normally say. Obviously, it'd be much nicer if we could be recording in person, um, but I suppose thank needs you. needs must.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, but we've, we've, we've got to make do with what we've got for now, um, and hopefully the next one will be in person.
1: Hopefully, hopefully so. Um, I was quite keen just to kind of kick off with a little bit around your career, and obviously you were sort of part of the, the, the kind of bigger corporates, but actually recently you've, you've actually gone it alone and started your new business, Lab 8, um, and I was quite keen to get your take on what it was like doing that in the midst of a, of a pandemic.
0: Um, well, yeah, I, lots of people looked at me at the beginning of April going, are you nuts? Um, <laughs> so, um, I, so so the background to me, you know, going into Lab 8 is at the, you know, last year I got to a point where I felt I'd been in the holding groups for too long and um, and I wanted to go out and see what the independent agency world was doing. I think when you're in holding groups, you're in a bit of a bubble and you're quite protected and um, you don't really get to see everything. And I felt I'd got to a point in my career where I was um, feeling I was missing something and I needed yeah. to go out there and grow and challenge myself a bit more. So um, I resigned from uh, Sapient at the beginning of the year and uh, finished up there in April. And everyone was like, you know, that was in the middle of lockdown. So everybody was like, well, what are you gonna do? I'm just going to carry on with what I what what I've started off you know uh thinking about anyway uh get on with lab eight because I don't have any other alternative you know it's not like I can go back to sapien or start looking for another full-time job because the world is in a bit of a (laughs) chaos at the moment (laughs) yeah um so I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to see what happens. Yes, um, it's been tough because, you know, I thought I'd be going to networking events in London to meet people face to face, tell people what I'm doing. And obviously I've had to do everything online. Yeah. All my BDs had to be online and that makes it so much harder. Um, so it's been it's been tough. But at the same time, I've met some really incredible people along the way who have been super helpful, really supportive. And um, the fact that it's all been done online is, is also incredible. You know, it's these people some of these people have just never even met me before, but have been kind enough to pick up the phone or get on a Zoom call and tell me about what's going on in the independent agency world. Um, and I'm really lucky that, you know, I've been going for almost six months now and I'm lucky to be working with um, a few clients, which is really good. And I've done some project work and now I'm, you know, working with clients on retainer. Um, but, you know, it, it's, I've learned so much in the last six months, more than I have done in the last two two to three years, I'd say. Um, and I think it's about, for me, it's been about just resilience and to keep going. Because some days it has been really, really hard where you're just like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> but then you get the days where you do some really cool work or you have a really good meeting and you're like, no, I, I know why I'm doing this. And for me, the, the reflection of the last six months is about, I wanted to get out of you know the holding groups to learn to grow and I've been doing exactly that so I think you know I think I made the right choice as as tough as it's been um it has been a really really good thing for me.
1: Good I'm so pleased to hear that it's going well and I think it's one of those where you'll probably look back on this and it might actually be a blessing in disguise that you know it's made you adapt and, and and kind of come at things from a slightly different angle and You've, you've you've gone and some done something that was so totally new and fresh and almost a little bit alien to you and you've had to do it effectively on on steroids and as you're saying doing everything virtual as as yeah. the rest of us have and yeah. i think it will, will will probably actually deepen those relationships much faster because everyone's everyone's in the same boat and you've probably got a lot more in common with with people as opposed to going to a random networking event here or there and and, and having multiple conversations
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you said, you know, I've always worked for a company um, for 20 years and for me to go out and do it alone, uh, that's been really tough because you don't have a team to support you. Um, you don't have somebody else telling you what you need to do you've kind of got to figure it all out yourself every day and you know that's been really interesting there's some things that I've got right there's some things that I've got wrong but it's all part of learning Um, and you've just got to learn from from what works and what doesn't so yeah so far it's been it's been really interesting it's been challenging but I've really really enjoyed it as well
1: good i think I think that um that fluidity is something that a lot of businesses are now having to, to to either develop or utilize if they had it in in place already you know i've heard sort of stories of of companies who have had to go out and buy three thousand laptops overnight just to get everybody set up at home and I think you know it's very fortunate that we were already a fully agile business and it was a case of you know please don 't come in tomorrow and that was you know six six months okay. ago basically um and I think that would be a, a very very consistent theme over the next few years i think the businesses who are able to change and adapt and and overcome you know whatever this this pandemic throws at us will will be in a much better position going forward
0: i think so you know just another part of of the whole lab 8 model um so the way that i've positioned it is that there's lots of independent businesses out there that um are not big enough to need a full-time cfo certainly somebody at my level um and can't afford a full-time CFO. And for me, mm. it's about going to work with those startups to the SMEs, um, you, know, you know, on a part-time basis, basically. So all the clients that I work with at the moment, I work with them anywhere from one to four days a month. Yep. Now, I, at first, I was like, mm, Are <laughs> there going to be? Are there going to be businesses that are going to want to take me on um, like this? But actually, what I found is there are businesses out there. There's definitely a market for it. Um, so, so for me, that's really interesting. And, you know, as you were saying um, about, you know, just talking about the laptops and things and the way that the business mm. is changing, I think there are going to be more and more businesses that realize that they need flexibility, particularly on senior people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I think that's going to be interesting. I've actually been approached recently by a business who is thinking of moving to part-time um, senior positions okay. and approached me about on, on the finance piece. but you Know they had full time people in, in, in their company up to now at those levels, but you know, senior people are not cheap, we're you know, no. really expensive. And I think now that the way that business models have changed not every business model, but a lot of them have had to change because of COVID I think they're rethinking about the way that people work. Um, so I think that you know, the next couple of years is certainly going to be very, very interesting in that space
1: definitely one thing I wanted to to sort of touch on was that obviously you know if you've you've kind of grown and adapted throughout your career I yeah. was kind of re-going through your sort of profile I noticed that you've made it through the the dot-com bubble you know popping you made it through the financial crisis and now you're sort of successfully setting up your own business throughout a, a you know to, to quote un, unprecedented pandemic um what What do you think your kind of best advice would be just to anybody kind of listening who is worried about keeping their career on track at a time like this, being able to kind of get the most out of it? Because, you know, like myself, I'm sure a lot of people are going through something like this for the very first time. And, you know, if they're anything like me, I think it's probably the end of the world in March and April. And actually, you know, we're starting to come out of it a little bit now and seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, um, I would say first of all it's not the end of the world the world is still spinning so and the world will continue to to spin um I think that you know the dot-com bubble that's when I first started working and I don't I don't remember it well enough. I think, you know, I just started working, I was quite young. I actually didn't even really care about it, to be honest. <laughs> um, I think I was too young to care. But I do remember, you know, the, the last one back in um, 08. And I think what I've learned through, through the experiences is that you, you shouldn't be afraid of change. Um, you know, things are changing all the time. Sometimes they're less obvious. Um, and sometimes they're more dramatic, you know, like the financial crash, like COVID. But I think, you know, think, thinking about keeping your career on track, I think the two things are don't fear change, uh, I think embrace yeah. change. And the other thing is just keep learning. You know, you, you still need to grow, you still need to learn, you still want to continue with your career. And if you're ambitious, you want to get better and take yourself to the next level so I would say that work with the changes and adapt. Um, don't, don't be afraid of it. Things are going to change all the time. And I think we, we get used to life. We get used yep. to our daily routines. We get used to doing things the way that we know. And the minute something extreme happens, we're like, oh, my God, right, what do I do <laughs> now? Oh, God. But actually, you know, it. it's like I said in the beginning, the world is still spinning. You know, there's still work out there. There's still jobs out there. But I think that, you know, some of these um, periods in our lifetime have made us realize that the world has evolved. Um, the world continues to evolve over time, and we have to. We as people have to to do that as well, and businesses have to do that. So we always have to think about, okay, what next? And I think in careers, it's always important to keep learning so that you can broaden your skills, you can broaden your experience, and you you know you become um, more valuable to businesses mm, as well. I think the ones that stay very traditional in their methods, in their ways of working, the ones that fear change, the ones that are really stuck in their ways are the ones that are going to struggle longer term. Um, and one of the things that I'm not afraid of doing, as you yeah. know, is, is I'm yeah. not afraid of change. I, I, I embrace it. And yes, I'm scared of it as well. You know, I'm, I'm human. But if I don't embrace it, what's the alternative? Yeah. I'm just going to be stuck. Um, so and I, I don't want to be stuck.
1: So I, I couldn't. I couldn't really agree more. I think, um, and I think it's definitely going to be something that over the next kind of eighteen months, two years, as as, as we kind of go through a recovery phase, and and you know what else is going to be yeah. thrown at us. I think, I think being being adaptable to to change. You know, I think I think we know it's going to going to happen again. Things probably aren't going to stay, you know, quite quite how they are now forever and I think it's you know coming back to what we're saying about businesses needing to be fluid and adaptable I think I think it's going to be some traits which everybody needs and I think if they don't have them they'll be they'll be left behind or they won't they won't do as well as they could have done.
0: Well exactly and I, I think it's I think it's so important the whole change piece is important I know people talk about transformation quite a lot mm. but I think more importantly it's about change and embracing it and not fearing it um, but you know we're all human at the end of the day we we, we fear the future because we can't mm. see the future. We don't know what's happening. You know, yeah. a year ago, we wouldn't have thought, you know, 2020 would have turned out <laughs> like it has. But, you know, when when you're in it, you have to just yeah. make the most of it and try, and try and see the positives and take the positives as opposed to the negatives because the negatives are just going to keep dragging you down. And I think it's about well, what can I do with this? You know, okay, right, I'm in a situation, but how do I change it how do I flip it so that it works for me and I think that's that's the mindset um, mm. that people should have.
1: Well, definitely definitely it's quite a refreshing, refreshing point I quite like that. Um, speaking of of you know change and, and and adapting one thing that I think you've been pretty good at sort of pushing through in any business that you've worked through is is diversity and and creating a more sort of diverse and equal sort of workplace. Um, I know you've, you've evolved in kind of running networks setting up networks what would what would your take be on how you've seen that change and evolve throughout your career
0: it hasn't evolved fast enough um i think in some areas it has so if we look at you know gender parity across Mm. the industry that i work in it has got better it's not the best yet it's not at the place that it should be you know there needs to be there certainly needs to be more senior women um you know across the industry there aren't enough Um, and I would say the real struggle is around race and ethnicity um, and disabilities as well um, across the industry which need a lot of improvement it needs a lot of work behind it and you know for me I I try and do whatever I can to help it now with um, organizations like the IPA but Mm. there's a lot of work to do and it's it's going to take years I honestly believe it's going to take years but the the positive from it is that there are so many people getting involved want to see change are helping to drive change and the more yeah. people get involved the faster that transformation will be and the faster those positive changes will be and the, the faster we will become um you know more equal across the industry um and I think you know anything that any, anyone can do that's working in the industry, or even allies of the industry, um, is going to be incredibly important. Um, and, you know, the holding groups are doing great jobs. And now it's, you know, I'm seeing as I'm working with independent agencies, how they're building themselves as they're focused around inclusion and diversity and some of the things that they, they're thinking about. And I, I do think there is a great movement happening, but I do mm. also think it's going to take a long time to see, to see real change. In, Definitely. In,
1: yeah. yeah, I think it's it's such a, a deep-rooted and complicated issue, and I think for yeah. for so long, you know, certainly my view of it is that people have almost been afraid of having the conversation for not wanting to, you know, be be perceived as something that they're not, or you know, offending somebody. Whereas I think actually now, in the last few years, everybody's kind of said, right, okay, look, let's just let's just understand. A, we have this issue here. B, we all know that we want to deal with it. So let's all have a conversation let's get everything out onto the table and let's try and try and fix it and I think I think we're kind of at the, the the kind of beginning sort of steps of something kind of really meaningful happening and I think it's quite nice to to see and it's certainly from from our perspective we're seeing that a lot that more more and more businesses are trying to play an active role and actually you know gender balance shortlists and actually you know we'd, we'd actually like to hire you know a senior female so that we can you know uh, even, even our numbers on the board, for example. And I think even just being able to have those conversations is a massive, massive step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's all well and good having the conversation. Mm. But it's also about, well, how do we then drive the change? How yeah. you know, And that goes back to things like, you know, how are we recruiting? Where are we recruiting from? Yeah. Um, how do we retain staff? How do we make sure that we see women promoted and how do we help develop them throughout their career so they do make it to that senior position how do we create more role models at certain levels so that other people can see that it is achievable and it is doable mm. uh, so it's it's all those things and you know, it goes back to uh something that a friend of mine said who who's quite senior in dni uh, in omnicom and he he always says to me you can't be what you can't see you know so yeah. i think that's i think that's so important um and you know, in, in terms of driving the change. And and I really I really believe we will see change happening, but I think the pace will be quite slow. Um
1: yeah.
0: but hopefully I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. But
1: yeah. I, yeah,
0: it's I've seen
1: so do I do have I. seen
0: progress, but it's been slow progress. So,
1: definitely. Yeah. I suppose it's one of those things where it's better than no progress, but equally I exactly. think it's exactly you know, it would be nice to see something happen. A little bit faster than it's than it is happening now, and I think I think it'll be a bit more like a snowball effect. That I think once more and more people get on side, and I think with the the, the younger generation coming through, who I just don't think will kind of tolerate anything less. And I think as 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 they get into you know the working um, working realms and 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 they kind of move into management positions, I think things will will start to naturally become better and better and better. But I think it's one of those where for people who've struggled through for the last 20, 30 years, it's probably not going to come. You know, as fast as as fast as they would like.
0: I know. I, I completely agree. Um, but I, I'm excited. I'm I'm also excited. Definitely. To the change. You know, all the, yeah. all the stuff that's happened this year. Um, it, it's it's really helping push what we really need to push. So um, no, I'm I'm excited for it, and I'm I'm always very happy to work with people um, and businesses on on their sort of D and I agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that looks like and it's such a vast topic as well it's such a vast topic it's like what do you prioritize and I I, I think yeah where do you start what do you prioritize how do we then you know put some structure around this what does it mean for the business you know does it mean behavior change does it mean culture change you know it's there's so much but there's also so many good organizations out there that can help you with some of this stuff Mm. um, as well so it's it's not like businesses just have to try and figure it out on their own there's some really really good uh good businesses out there that can help support with, with this space and our professionals and know what they're doing and are really passionate about it as well so yeah
1: hopefully hopefully it uh, brings brings more more change around and, and and further opportunity that'll come with it i guess yeah exactly. um, what would what would your advice be then to, to to a business who you know wants to either set up an internal network a diversity and inclusion network any any anything along those lines who know that you know they, they need to be doing more and can do more
0: mhm i i think you know it depends firstly on the size of the organisation um, yeah. you know if, if you're pretty small we'll have a think about how you want to grow what yeah. does that group look like in terms of the kind of people that you want to bring in Uh, think about the the different kinds of talent the experience Uh, what do you want what do you want that mix to look like and why Mm. how is it going to how is it going to add value to your business Um, and I I think you know larger organizations that want to build uh, teams that can really champion and uh, include the rest of the business to promote um, think about who those individuals are. Maybe bring in some of these other organizations. There's a fantastic organization run by uh, two fantastic women that I know called The Other Box, who help. Right. They, they literally come in and help um, build build teams for you. Um, and there's another one uh, by a lady called Ali Hanan called Creative Equals as well. And okay. they're brilliant. They'll come in. They'll assess what, you know, your business, and, you know, will help you build plans and help you build teams mm. around driving some of these changes so it goes back to what I said before don't feel you're on your own and you you know like I said it's a vast subject some some agencies will just not know where to even start but there's professionals out there that can help come in and help advise you um, and help you help you build proper DE&I plans um so you know really really think about that I'd say Okay. And get, the, get the right support um mm, definitely so, and just try and bumble along and think oh yeah let's try this out yeah. and see if it works sort of thing because that's when it can go wrong um so yeah yeah. I bet. yeah yeah
1: i think i think i think for sure hiring hiring somebody who who lives and breathes this day in day out and can probably point out things in which you haven't even thought might be an issue or a consideration for example and you know it's the same as that's 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 why advertising agencies exist because not everybody can do it all themselves you know you go you go to an expert um you know not everyone can do all of the recruitment themselves that's 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 why they come to you know people like us for example so i think Mm -hmm. it's 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 one of those of i suppose kind of know your limitations and don't don't be afraid to ask for help i guess
0: yeah exactly
1: Uh, if we if we then kind of flip that then if you were say an individual who wanted to play a bigger role in in, in that within a business and not necessarily say from like the, the chief exec level, just you know, somebody in in the finance team, um, what would what would your advice to them be?
0: I'd say put your hand up um, and do it. You know, I've I've done it. I know that my last big sort of D and I role was chair of people Women at a publicist group for the UK. But before that I was just getting myself involved and just trying to make a difference, have a small, small ways that I could even doing things like mentoring, uh, mentoring other young women coming up through their careers. I just kind of took it upon myself and, and I thought, well, do you know what? I've had some great mentors. So why don't I just give back as well? So there's so many things that you can do to get involved and don't wait for permission because if you wait, Nothing happens yeah uh, so I As think,
1: we've
0: seen. <laughs> yeah, just be active, you know put your hand up um, people will see your passion come through anyway and will want to be a part of it so you you'll realize and what I realized I just attracted more people that wanted to help and be a part of this movement yeah uh, so I think just get on with it you know yeah. you because- drive, drive the change that you want to see, and if you aren't involved if you aren't part of it you know Uh, it's not going to be it's not going to happen there needs to be more people that do put their hand up and and get involved
1: totally and takes a bit of courage I think really you know stand up be counted and hopefully a few others will will sort of stand up with you and it creates maybe a bit of a movement and and hopefully can affect some change within any business no matter the size
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: totally we um we we, we touched on the agency world briefly earlier and i was quite keen to get your your take on things because obviously they're being squeezed from every single angle left right and center it's a it's a race to the bottom on rates businesses Mm -hmm. are now suffering with with covid obviously marketing spend is one of the first areas that we normally see cut because it's quite easy just to chop it um -hmm. what is what is your take on the future of the agency world and how it how it looks
0: I think that the future of the independent agency world is looking a lot brighter than the future of the holding group <laughs> agency world currently. Yeah. Um, I think that you know I've been quite honest about this for quite a long time. I think that the agency world in holding groups has been quite traditional for a long time. I mm. think holding groups have not embraced change as fast as they should. I don't. I feel they haven't transformed as quickly as they should I think there's a bit of a block at the top at times from there um, you know I've seen agencies that have wanted wanted to invest wanted to transform but unable to do it because their hands mm-hmm. are tied yeah um, whereas the independent agency world is doing all of the things that the holding group agencies wish they could do yeah so and I I think that 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 whole sort of um journey around being able to be agile, nimble, change quickly, transform, think about your agency proposition and actually is it still mm-hmm. relevant? So even through the COVID COVID times, a lot of agencies should be asking, well, actually what we were selling before to the client, is that even relevant now? Right? Yeah. Is our agency proposition relevant? And if it isn't, well, how are we going to change? What do we need to do next? Or what where's the add value now? We're, Throughout this time, throughout this year, people have been talking a lot about digital transformation. About you know the the agencies that aren't digitally savvy or you know whatever are not are not going to survive. But the fact is, digital tech has been around for ages. It's been around for years. Yeah. It's a new thing, okay?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I think I think the future of agencies, the ones that are going to survive, are the ones that are going to be able to adapt. Yep. And the ones that are going to be able to answer their clients' questions faster, quicker. But the ones that are also so embedded with their clients that they understand the, the, the changes that the clients are going through. You yep. know, clients have been through a process this year, just as agencies have, you know, with, with COVID and actually new ways of working. And actually, maybe we were spending too much money here. And really, do we actually need that? Because we've yep. realized in the last few months we don't need that. So I think being being nimble being agile being able to invest being able to innovate are all really 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 important things and i don't believe uh from what i've seen so this is my experience and my personal view and i'm sure there's lots of people out there that will probably disagree with me (laughs) i have not seen agencies within holding groups uh be being able to adapt as fast as i've seen the ones in the independent agency world in the last six months um so i think that the strength is now in the independent world. I really, really do, and I think they're going to. There's going to be some really, really cool businesses coming out of it. Mm. Um, I think so. If if the whole the other thing with the holding groups is, you know, um, clients have been paying a premium to work with agencies and holding groups because of the overheads, the costs, yeah. all of those things that are attached. Well, the independents don't necessarily have that. And particularly now, you know, with with a lot of the overheads going down and the the way that they're rethinking about working, um, I think they're going to become a lot more competitive. So, yeah, I think that's... I, I think the future of the agency world... I question mark whether the future of the agency world is within, is within a holding group in, in the traditional holding Mm, group.
1: Definitely. From what we've uh, seen previously.
0: As much as I love them and, you know, I've had a wonderful career in, in, in them. I just think from a transformation perspective, I think in terms of being agile, in terms of, um, really delivering value, um, and being able to adapt to the client's needs, I don't know if they're, if they're quite there yet, and, but I have seen it on the other side, you know, I have seen yeah. it with independent agencies and they're, they're constantly doing it and they're constantly challenging themselves, but they have that independent freedom to do it and I think that makes such a big difference.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a case of if we suddenly decide that X isn't working and we need to go and do Y as of tomorrow because it's just for the best of the business, we can do that. Um, You know, we were working with a business at the beginning of of lockdown who actually said lockdown was one of the best things for them because it made them pause and and, and think about actually is, is what we're doing the right thing. And they actually thought no no it's not so then they had four or five days of meetings and decided right okay we're now going to go over here totally flipped the business model and have now kind of exploded and it's and it's amazing to see and I think I think that's the the real benefit of the agency world and I think the 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 independent agency world sorry that I think going forward in 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 a very very fluid landscape that we now see ourselves in I think you need kind of agency partners across all walks of life to be as fluid as you as a business. And if you're not, and if you're too rigid and, and having set parameters, you know, you won't, you won't win the contracts. You won't win the business. I don't think.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where the holding group agencies struggle. You know, they have those Mm. set parameters and, you know, they have to hit a certain margin. They have to deliver, you know, a certain level of profits and that all feeds back into rate cards. And, you know, there isn't a lot, there isn't a lot of space to, to maneuver no. independence can do that very quickly yep. and very easily. And I, so I, I think that the future of the agency world is going to be interesting. I think it's going to change. I think it has to change. I think not just from a, from a business perspective, uh, you know, client work perspective, but also mm. from a cultural perspective, you know, the way that we work now is, is going to be very different to the last sort of 10, 20 years. So, um i think new cultures are going to be born from it and i think new better cultures stronger cultures are going definitely to be born from it, and you know feeding that whole d and i piece into it as well yeah um i think we're going to see some really really exciting agencies uh growing Come out of
1: this definitely
0: yeah sure.
1: i couldn't i couldn't agree more and what a what a positive note to end on um in uh in a crazy time like this um crazy. Look, <laughs> Deepa I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time I appreciate it's obviously it's very valuable and I really I really really do appreciate your thoughts and your insights it's been a it's been a fascinating discussion and um really really looking forward to hopefully catching up with you uh face to face at some point as well
0: yeah definitely thank you so much for having me I love talking to you and it was a really I thought I felt it was a really good conversation so thank you for having me
1: definitely thank you very much Bye, right take care bye